come on. Yeah, come on. It's like that. It's like that. Hello and welcome to my young, loyal listeners of Teen Bible Study Talk in 10 Minutes. So what do you know? Word on the go. This podcast is brought to you by and produced by Real Time with the Bennett, where real talk happens all the time. I'm your host, Minister Bennett, of today's episode, and my co-host is the lovely Sister Bennett, as my husband affectionately calls me. Thank you for allowing and trusting us to be a part of your Christian walk. This week, we are starting a new series. In this week's episode, we will be discussing Jesus lives and you can too, according to God's word. We are back live in the PNT podcast studio with another great lesson for another great week. And yep, you guessed it. We're going to talk about Jesus lives and you can too. Let's look at the biblical meaning of lives, the existence of an individual human being or animal. We can find this biblically in Galatians 2 and 20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Resurrection day has passed. We got together with family and maybe even friends to have dinner to celebrate what I hope to have been the death and resurrection of Christ. That birthed Christianity. I tell you what, I'll go ahead and say it because you're dying to hear me say it, my young loyal listeners. You guys are tough. People got together for Easter dinner. Now that I got that out the way, let's get back to what Christ did and what what that means for us. Paul took living a life for Christ to a whole new level. Paul was real extra with it. Paul was doing way too much in this scripture. Paul made a bold proclamation. He said, I have been crucified with Christ, meaning he got up on the cross when they crucified Christ. It is, it is him who no longer lives, but Christ who lives in him. He basically said, you know what? The soul I have, I can replace with Christ because Christ did it all for me. And the life he now lives in the flesh, he lives it by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So, so Paul took this to a whole another level. Paul gave his complete self to Christ, not parts, but all of himself. I know I'm stepping on your toes asking you to give your complete life to Christ. It's not how you plan to live the early years of your life. Yeah, you, you, you would miss out on fun and all those other things if you live totally for Christ. Newsflash, it's not how Jesus planned to live his life despite the prophetic word. I believe it was easy for Paul because he realized that Jesus gave his complete life, that he, you, and I could have eternal life. You have to ask yourself what a person would give in exchange for eternal life. It's easy. It would be to live the life the person was living that gave their life for you. In this very real instance, it would be to live as Christ did. Let's look at John 14 and 19. Yet a little while and the world will see me no more. But you will see me because I live. You also will live. This scripture is both powerful and confusing at the same time. So let me unravel the confusion. 
On Good Friday, Christ died and was buried. Therefore, that little while no one saw him. But on Resurrection Sunday, he rose that we would see him again. Because of this, we too can live despite the earthly death we will one day have to encounter. Sad as it may be. For every person that was born, there's an appointed day that they will die in their earthly sense. Jesus did his part on the cross so that we wouldn't die. Do your part by living for the one that died so that you could live. As we go to break, think about the new life granted to you because of Christ's sacrifice on the cross on Good Friday. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We are back live in the PNT Podcast Studio after that short break. I hope you thought about living for Christ as we went to break. But let's look at some practical ways to live for Christ since he died for us. Living for Christ is easier than you think. All you have to do is simply decide to, like Joshua did in 24 and 15, where he said, choose ye this day. It's just a choice. Jesus chose to die for us. Can't we choose to live for him? I know you want to know what that looks like or what you will have to do. As always here at the PNT Podcast Studio, we got you covered. We did the research, we did the digging, and we found the answers. Let's look at four practical ways to let others know you're living for Christ. A little twist there. Number one, work to unify the body of Christ, not divide it or destroy it. Philippians 2, 1 and 2. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in the spirit and of one mind. Simply put, what Paul was saying was this. If you're part of the body of Christ, you belong to Christ. Christians who are striving to live for Jesus are unifiers, not dividers. The sad reality in churches today is there's division. We have implemented rules and boundaries on our unity, none of which are Christ-like. This scripture defined the agreement among Christians as this, being united with Christ, finding comfort in his love, and sharing in the spirit. That's as simple as it gets. Number two, stop thinking only of yourself. Philippians 2, 3, and 4. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. <laughs> this is going to be difficult. This verse reminds us that we should not do nothing to position ourselves as the center of attention. My young little listeners, <laughs> yes, you cannot be the center of attention. The best way to think about this the world doesn't revolve around you. Hopefully, it's not just me. But I feel like this very key principle has gotten lost, my young loyal listeners. If you're going to really live for Christ, as we say, then your focus must move away from what's in it for me to what's in it for them. Number three, live humbly and be obedient to God's word. Philippians 2 and 8. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. Living truly for Christ will require you to take the low road at times. It also means that you don't always have to be right or prove it. As I like to say, you don't have to be the smartest person in the room all the time. It is simply that sometimes you will have to be silent in the face of your enemies or your haters 
and using your God-given wisdom to know when to speak. I know that's going to be hard, but just be humble. Listen to the voice of God. And number four, stop complaining and arguing. Philippians 2, 14 and 15. Do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure. Children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. And all that we do for Christ or under the watchful eye of God, one thing is abundantly clear is your attitude is all that matters. Your attitude about it matters. How we do what we do and the way we approach it speaks volumes to those around us watching to see if we are truly children of God. When you do these things, ask yourselves these questions. How did I respond when what Jesus needs me to do doesn't agree with my schedule? How did I respond when Jesus asked you to forgive your so-called enemy? How did I respond when things didn't go the way I expected because I was living for Christ? Hey, let's see what they're rapping about over here in the conversation corner. Hey, Minister Bennett. What y'all rapping about over here? Thank you, Minister Bennett. Last week, we talked about Jesus committing his spirit into God, his father's hands. This week, we were talking about rejoicing in Jesus's resurrection. We took a look at Matthew 28, 9 and 10, which reads, And as they went to tell disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, Rejoice. So they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. When Jesus was crucified just the week before on the cross, there were so many who were sincerely sad at the fact that their Savior would no longer be with them, that they wouldn't see him, that their protection, their covering was gone. Sad that people could be so cruel, so mean, so unloving, and so uncaring to the point that they killed the only one who could save them. Ah, but when we look at the scripture, we see that while Jesus endured all of that pain on the cross, he came back refreshed and renewed. No scars, no holes in the hands and feet, no agony in his voice. He was healed. But when he did come back, he looked at his people and used the word rejoice. Why did he command his people to rejoice? Because they looked like they had lost their best friend. They looked like they couldn't make it. They looked like they were about to give up. They looked like they were about to lose their minds. They looked like there was no hope. They looked like it was the end. And sometimes we feel the same way they did. We feel like giving up, calling it quits. But Jesus says, no, rejoice. Because he lives, we can too. Because he endured all of that pain and suffering, we can make it through our pain and suffering too. Sometimes we feel that life can be unfair, like we've been dealt a bad hand. But guess what? When you have Jesus on your side, his Holy Spirit living within you, you can make it. You can trust that Jesus will come and see about you. Just like he did back then, we are no different today. Remember, he is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He will come and see about you. He will come and heal that pain. He will come and dry your tears. You know, the ones that only he sees because he loves you just that much. Don't give up on yourself because Jesus is not giving up on you. And just like he loves you, we here at the PNT Podcast Studio love you too. In summary, the importance of knowing how to live for Christ now that he died for us. Living for Christ seems like the noble thing to do. 
If you're living for the nobility, then you're not living. That makes you self-centered and selfish. The true beginning of living for Christ is the day we can truly begin denying oneself. Never forget the Apostle Paul. For me to live, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. As always, please don't forget to subscribe and share so that you and your friends will get all future notifications when new and exciting episodes are uploaded and posted. Until next time, stay safe and live a life holy and acceptable to God. After all, it's your reasonable service. With a special thank you to LJ Productions for post-productions editing techniques that's used for this podcast. This podcast was sponsored in part by the Body of Christ Church in Waldorf, Maryland, Pastor Kenneth E. Stewart, it's Christian Education Ministry in association with Real Time with the Bennetts. Well, Real Talk, what? You got it. Happens all the time. Yeah, it's like that.